What is the difference between your experience of existence and that of a saint? The saint knows that the spiritual path is a sublime chess game with God and that the beloved has just made such a fantastic move that the saint is now continually tripping over joy and bursting out in laughter and saying, I surrender. Whereas, my dear, I am afraid you still think you have a thousand serious moves. Greetings! Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is an occasionally comedic, poetic podcast about mysticism, spirituality, the esoteric, and why not a little magic? What's the difference? What is magic anyway? Welcome. If you're new to A Thousand Serious Moves, welcome. If you're old to A Thousand Serious Moves, welcome. If you're somewhere in between, get the fuck out. Just kidding. Uh, Welcome to you as well. That was one of those occasionally comedic moments. So a few announcements before we drive right into whatever it is that this podcast is, which is poetical musings about the divine. On Friday, October the 28th, if you're in far west Texas, if you're in Marfa or Alpine or Fort Davis or the Big Bend area, send me an email because I'm doing a candle magic workshop. You can email me at htxoracle at gmail.com. And so it's going to be Friday, October 28th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. My friend Bailey, who's a yoga instructor, is going to do a 30-minute energetic clearing. And we're going to provide yoga mats and blocks and blankets and hot apple cider. And then I'm going to lead us in a one-hour just basic candle magic workshop. Why not take a hold of this witchy vibe season and put a little bit of my expertise into practice and to help people know the basics of candle magic. I will say that the first time that I ever tried candle magic, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that the candle and the items needed to be cleansed and blessed. And then the place where I was staying, all the blinds kept breaking. It was like every time I touched a set of blinds, they broke. And then I was in Atlantic City and in the parking garage while my car was parked, somebody dinged up my um, my brand new Honda CRV, and I my intuition tells me, spirit tells me that um, because I was doing dirty magic, um, literally uh, nothing was cleansed. So the Candle Magic 101 workshop is gonna teach you how to avert <laughs> welcoming in negative spirits who don't end up being of service to your actual intention and request. So October 28th, Friday, October 28th, if you're in far west Texas, um, send me an email, htxoracle at gmail.com to RSVP and I will send you the private, it's in a very private location, um, and I will send you the location and all, all it is is a suggested donation of $20 and you get to leave with your candle and Um, obviously you're free to donate more or less. Um, It's just a suggestion. 
So yes, Friday, October 28th, um, in far west texas send me an email htxoracle at gmail.com and if you're also interested in any type of working i do workings for clients as well i don't know if y'all know that um but i do i have done i have client a lot of clients who have businesses actually um who need protection or help in legal matters or prosperity or just general cleansings um, I can do a lot of the I can do a lot of the workings remotely actually, and I can even send you the items. I had somebody recently that wanted um, a ritual on discipline, so they paid me to um, write out the ritual for them, all the preparations, and then to even send them the altar setup and all the supplies that they'd need. So um, if you're new to magic, if you're just don't have you have so much on your plate that you don't have time to do it on your own or um, anything like that, you can send me an email, htxoracle at gmail.com, and we can set up a time to do a consult. Um, I also make custom baths. I, If you go to my website, marymarfa.com, I have oils on there. I have a new evil eye protection oil that people love. It's The Crown of Success is my top seller, and <clears throat> already this evil eye um, protection oil, I can see that it's going to be right up there with the crown of success. So you can purchase that at my website at marymarfa.com. And I have other oils and waters and such on there. But as I said, you can also get a custom, custom anything. Just send me an email. If you feel like you're blocked on your path, you need some unjinxing. Um, if you need protection, if you want to attract love or a little bit more money or, anything at all, send me an email, htxoracle at gmail.com. You can also book a tarot reading with me that I do in person or virtually if you're not in Marfa or West Texas, marymarfa.com. Okay, is that all? I'm like, uh, announcements. Okay, yes, that's, the announcement section is done. Whew, I just gotta take a drink of water. <laughs> <clears throat> so, how did y'all enjoy last week's episode with Alexis? I thought that was fun having somebody else on. The last guest I had was David Sleeper, <clears throat> which I guess was about this time last year that we recorded those um, that four-part series, which was really nice. If you haven't checked that out, <clears throat> go back... <clears throat> excuse me, go back to about a year ago and look for the episodes with David Sleeper. And uh, he's a mule whisperer, dog whisperer, and he has a really interesting philosophy on how we, you know, quote unquote, like train our children in the same way that, you know, we like we're dominating, like how we dominate like horses or dogs and how we really kind of disempower um, the children and the way that um, our society tends to raise them. And he's just a really insightful man. So check out those older episodes with David Sleeper. And so, yeah, it was fun to have Alexis on the podcast last week. We did talk about Ginger. Sorry, there was no video companion. I'm going to still upload the audio to YouTube. I just need to go somewhere that has faster Wi-Fi. Um, you know, I live in this old military fort and the Wi-Fi, like the place is huge. And so the Wi-Fi spans. Anyway, y'all don't need to hear. <laughs> Do you need to hear why the Wi-Fi is slow? 
anyway, so it just takes a long time to upload uh, videos. So anyway, be on the lookout for that. But I do, if you haven't been over to YouTube in a while on my YouTube, I've been doing these fun weekly energetic readings every Monday where I just basically do a general tarot reading of the week for just the energy of the week. And um, that's been a lot of fun. So go over, you know, if you go on YouTube, just check out A Thousand Serious Moves and subscribe on there and so forth. Thank you to everybody who has been subscribing, who has been sharing and leaving comments and reviews. I greatly do appreciate you. And even if you're listening I appreciate you too. Speaking of appreciation, um, so I've been, this is, I have notes on what I wanted to talk about. And so this is, yesterday I was cleaning because I've been doing a lot of biofield, I'm obsessed with biofield tuning. If you know me in, in real life, in person or text or whatever you know that like I'm so obsessed with sound therapy healing right now because I I don't use drugs anymore and so I'm always looking for new healing modalities that are practical that can help me in this journey and sound therapy healing uh, there's a system called biofield tuning which uses tuning forks to heal the human biosphere. And so I guess the human electric body goes out about six feet from the body. And in that electric field, we store trauma and our light gets scattered out in certain places where there's a lot of pain or unmet needs or unfelt feelings. And so biofield tuning uses tuning forks to comb that electric field and care and bring that light back into the body you comb it back into the body and with the sound frequency of the tuning forks it um they are in in frequency with the body's frequency and so it actually the sound helps the body to heal itself so i've been totally obsessed with biofield tuning. I got myself tuning forks. I got, if, if you're in West Texas and you want me to practice on you, I'm not a certified biofield tuning expert, but I'm happy to practice on you. So, um, and what's interesting is that I, I knew this in terms of magic as well, that <clears throat> you don't have to be in the same location as the person that you're doing the tuning on or if you're doing any type of if one is doing any type of healing magic you can use um somebody else or yourself as the conduit with the intention of healing somebody in a remote or different location so on the biofield this is free promo for her but i i think it's amazing i think i would suggest everybody um be getting into sound therapy healing because signs keep pointing to me that are that this is an ancient technology that we've lost along the way, and that um, like our great 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 ancestors um, used sound for healing purposes 
And so biofieldtuning.com, I think is what it is. Um, and she has free recorded sessions on there. So there are some that you can purchase. Like she goes through all seven chakras and does a series on each cleaning out each of the chakras. There's a series on abundance. There's a series on different parts of the liver, the lungs, like, um, and then she has some free sessions on illuminating the light body, overcoming overwhelm. So check, I mean, seriously, check it out. Biofieldtuning.com. Um, I mean, why not? They're free sessions and all you have to do is lay there. It's really great. So as a result of being totally obsessed with this healing modality, I have, there's, I'm feeling much lighter and there's, um, I've been clearing out a lot of residual stagnant energy and junk and then bringing, um, that scattered light back into the body. And so I'm feeling more energized and empowered. And thus, I have been doing some cleaning. Uh, yesterday, I cleaned out a closet and this whole storage area that I have. Um, and, you know, it's interesting doing cleaning without being on amphetamines. Because that's how I used to do it, right? Before I was in recovery. Before I was in recovery, I would just, you know, take Adirond. Honestly... Honestly, do you want me to get real? I would, I would, I would crush up Adderall, okay? And I don't recommend this because it, it does have consequences. I would crush up Adderall, mix it with a little bit of water, and then I would shoot it up my ass. So, <laughs> um, so as a pause to that, that's really funny because, um, actually, I'll come back to that. Okay, so, but I don't do that anymore. So now I have to, now I get to learn how to clean without shooting Adderall up my ass. And so yesterday I was, even though I was like feeling totally motivated, you know, it can still feel a little bit like there's that old inclination to feeling overwhelmed, right? Where it's just like, where do I even start? Uh, where am I going to put everything? I mean, what am I, you know, she's like, you know, and so, but that's just an old inclination. That's just an old story. It doesn't have to be true. So today and yesterday I have, I have tools now in my life that I can utilize to help give me the strength to move forward and to take right action. So yesterday, what helped me to be able to clean is, well, first of all, I lit lavender incense because that helped me to stay calm. And I had just some really calming music playing in the background. It was just like, just stay calm, you know, because whenever you start to clean out a closet, then there's chaos everywhere, right? And then it feels really overwhelming because, right, feng shui energetically of the space, it's like, it's like chaos. And so to be able to like sort through that chaos in a productive way without shooting Adderall at my ass, I'm glad my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, <clears throat> so she definitely, there's, anyway, 
I love my mom. So anyway, so there's chaos everywhere. So how do I navigate the chaos in a calm way and take action and bring order to the chaos? Starting to feel like that this is a little bit more symbolic than literal. Because as above, so below, as within, so without. And so how do I navigate a chaotic external situation It just is the same tools that I learned for navigating it internally, which is stay calm, take it easy, be kind. I often, my default mantra, if I'm ever doing yoga or meditation where they say like choose an intention, my default intention is always like, I choose love. So yesterday, as I was cleaning out the closet, I chose love. And the way that that love was expressed from me to me was by being encouraging to myself. I said positive things to myself, like, I'm doing great. I'm doing better than I think that I'm doing. That was a big one. I'm doing better than I think that I'm doing. I'm doing better than I think that I'm doing. And started to pay attention to the things that I was grateful for and started to pay attention to where did I see blessings? Where did I see abundance in my life? And I realized I have an abundance of hangers because wherever I put my attention is what expands in my life. And so when I start to pay attention to areas of my life where there's abundance, such as abundance of hangers or abundance of snacks or abundance of fresh flowers, then I'm setting my mind as the captain of my ship to pay attention to abundance. So an abundance of hangers. It's kind of funny, which kind of what this podcast is about is like being kind of funny sometimes and sometimes not like sometimes very much not funny, which I know I say that all the time, but I really feel like I need to constantly reiterate it. Um, Just like I constantly reiterate that I am love. And that you are love. And that we are love and loved. There's this, we'll call it a demon. I'm winking to the camera. We'll call it a demon. That when I say 
I am love, you are love, we are love. There's this demonic distortion that's like, fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off with your love and your light. And of course, I want to be like, no, you fuck off. And then I remember, I don't know who, I'm quoting Tara Brock, quoting somebody else that says like, hatred never ceases by hatred, but by love alone is healed. So there I am cleaning out my closet encouraging myself, drinking lots of water, making that process as loving as possible, as comfortable as possible. I often do this when I'm faced with a challenge or something that feels painful or uncomfortable is I then find an area where I can soften. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that I have learned this through practicing Hatha Yoga for, it's been about six years now, which integrates those aspects of strength and ease, stira and sukha. And so that's actually really beautiful that that's, Because I was wondering, I was like, where did I get that from? And I got it from yoga, from Hatha Yoga. That whenever there's something that's like a little bit uncomfortable or that I don't want to do, I find something that I can do to make it more fun or soften it up a little bit to find the ease in the strength. So I got a gym membership. I love working out. And it's been a while It's been a long time since I've had a gym membership. It was pre-pandemic and pre-total explosion of drug use. You know, who needs to work out whenever you're shooting Adderall up your ass, right? Though there were times where I would like to, I used to enjoy taking Adderall and going to the gym because it's just fucking go hard, you know? It's like, that's, that's what I thought. I didn't know any better about finding the ease and finding the balance. So yesterday I went to the gym and I was, I was really excited, but still, you know, you're on, I was on the elliptical for 30 minutes. So of course it's, even if it's fun and feels good and enjoyable, and then it's like, it's still work, right? So I have this new playlist that I like, it's called Rasta Heart. It's on Spotify. I love it. I am so into reggae, y'all. Because the Rasta, like, jaw, like, I know that God. That's my God. <laughs> and the songs are so uplifting and encouraging because I, I used to love hip-hop. I still do. I love anything that makes me want to, like, move and dance and, like, with a good beat, you know? Um and reggae has that plus all glory to the highest so I'm like there I am on the elliptical with this like super encouraging like all praise to God 
music. And it's beautiful because even when I wake up in the middle of the night and then I have these songs in my head that are like, you know, just praising, praising God. I'm really, really grateful. And so yesterday I was cleaning, encouraging myself. Like when I, as soon as I would, if I would start to feel stuck, I would go take a sip of water or a big gulp of water. And then I'd say, I'm doing great. And then I would give thanks and say, thank you, God. Thank you for the time and the opportunity to clean and clear out. And then there was like a couple of times where I felt stuck and I said, God, please inspire my thinking. I said, God, show me the next right move. And I remembered this quote that I heard in the 12 steps. That when things look like they're falling apart, they're actually coming together. And I definitely felt that yesterday with the cleaning out of the closet. (laughs) Because it was like everything everywhere. It's like, no, they're a- it's actually coming together. It's like you got to take an inventory, right? Fourth step if you're in recovery is like fourth step. Like we took a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And so it's like you got to put it all on the table. I got to take it all out and be like, what needs to stay? What needs to go? What can I put away for next summer and take out the winter clothes? And so even though it felt like chaos, I was taking ownership and dominion. I was taking responsibility. And this builds self-esteem. And I remember when I used to take Adderall, I remember my higher power. Because my, my God still spoke to me while I was using drugs. In fact, oftentimes you know, dimethyltryptamine was my, if you were to be like, what's your drug of choice? I'd be like, DMT. (laughs) I'm addicted to God. (laughs) So, um, anyway, so I remember my God telling me one time that every time I took an Adderall, I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough, that I needed something outside me. It's like, yeah, so what did humanity do for however long? It's like, without Adderall, you know, it's like, it's like, do I think that I'm special that I somehow need this, need this, like, what is, uh, my friend calls it genocidal methamphetamine to help me to clean the kitchen because there was one time when I took Adderall and cleaned the kitchen I mean I'm talking about like a toothbrush in the tile grout cleaning the kitchen and I it's like spotless right like behind the 
dishwasher, behind the fridge. And I felt so good. I was like, ah. So then because the kitchen was all nice and clean, I was like, yeah, let's bake. Let's bake, baby. So I get out a bag of flour and then I drop it. And there's flour everywhere. (laughs) It's like, okay. I mean, I still went on using for a couple more years after that, but I knew. It's like, therein lies the rub. There's the catch. It's like, there's no free lunch? I say it with a question mark. I'm like, is that true? Because I've been given lunch before. I've been taken out to lunch. Is that a metaphor? It's not a very good metaphor. Because there is free lunch. (laughs) But when it comes to drugs and alcohol and... Even addictively using psychedelics. You can only go so far. Which I guess is why my higher power wanted me to get clean. Because I've grown more in the past 19 and a half months. Than I did when I was using and addictively using psychedelics. I was really addicted to the experience. And it seemed a lot easier to just smoke a pipe of DMT or take, you know, three to five tabs of acid than to just sit my ass down and meditate with, like, my hand on my heart. Because the difficulty, right, that... that difficulty of learning to clean clean and clear out on my own volition and strength with empowered by my higher power and the great cloud of witnesses who cheer me on that that like that's what makes me strong and builds my self-confidence, builds my self-worth. And I get to practice loving myself and encouraging myself. It's like watching myself as a toddler learn to walk. And it's like, you got it. You got it. You got this. I got this. And when I feel stuck, God help me. Grant me clear vision. What is the next right move? Empower me in the next step. 
So then not only do I get to learn to love and trust and encourage myself, but it brings me closer to God. It enlightens me. It empowers me. And then I get to share that strength with you. If I can do it, you can do it. I used to shoot Adderall at my ass, take five tabs of acid, and go to work. You got this. <laughs> I feel like I left out a part. I used to take <laughs> five tabs of acid, shoot Adderall at my ass, go to work. And now I can clean out my closet totally clean and sober. And you can too. I love you. How about that? I love you. I believe in you. You are enough. And I can say that because to you because I say that to myself. Because I used to be able to say that to you but not say that to myself. And today... I get to draw from that well within myself of my own experience, strength, and hope. And then I get to share that with you. Instead of acting like I know everything, but then I'm not actually doing the work. So today, just for today, I share with you encouragement, strength, love. Recently... I was wondering if I get <clears throat> too personal. I get so vulnerable on this podcast. And I, I've often thought that that has been a strength of mine, actually, to be able to get vulnerable. But then sometimes when I, you know, there goes that external focus. Like whenever I start to like, listen to other podcasts or like watch other videos where it's just like I'm this enlightened person and then they don't get vulnerable with their own experiences sometimes then I'm like are they enlightened like what do they not have struggles and then it like makes me feel like I'm like you know and that's part of the struggle of looking outside myself and compare and despair And then yesterday I was watching an older uh, video of Sam Tripoli on Aeon Byte, Gnostic Radio. And what Sam said was that um, authenticity is currency. And that was really encouraging to me. And so I don't have to, I don't have to pretend to be anybody else. I don't have to act like I'm this all-knowing teacher I all I have is my experience that I can share with and that's not all I have but you know that's that's what I do you know that's that's what I do it's what I've always done is share my story share my experience And if it benefits you and helps you to feel less alone, then thank you 
for allowing me to connect with you. And thank you for connecting with me. And as a side note, speaking of Sam Tripoli, on Rockfin, he has a podcast called Zero, and I was recently on that podcast. So if you're on Rockfin, um, or join Rockfin and go on over to Sam Tripoli, uh, Zero with Sam Tripoli, and it was a couple weeks ago I was on there. Um, I think it's only behind the paywall, though, so I don't think you can get it for free. And then, hi, welcome, if that's how you found this podcast was through Zero with Sam Tripoli or with My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. Hi. Um, <laughs> hi, welcome to Crazy Town. <laughs> so, anyway, subscribe, share with your friends, leave a comment or review, check out the YouTube, check out marymarfa.com, send me an email, htxoracle. Um, my Instagram is in the show notes as well. And thank you for listening. Thank you for loving me. <laughs> thank you for being you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a beautiful, blessed day and week. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.